What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After bailing Max out of the police station, my dad was furious. He vented his frustration by shouting at Max. I'm tired of all the trouble you've caused. From now on, no more music. Dad, let me explain. Dad grabbed the guitar from Max's hand and slammed it on the ground. Oh my god. Hello, I'm Natalia, 16 years old. I have a twin brother named Max. Although we were born only 1 minute and 14 seconds apart, our personalities are completely opposite. I'm always at the top of my class and loved by everyone. Max, on the other hand, is stubborn and troublesome. That's why my parents are always strict with Max. After Max graduated from middle school, my dad wanted to send him to an all-boys boarding school and hope that their strictness could change him. That school is only an hour away from our house. So Max can still go home on weekends. Two days before Max entered his new school, my parents suddenly received a phone call from the police station. They informed us that we had to go there to bail Max out. Turns out my brother and his band were performing on the street without knowing that it was a restricted area. When my father heard about it, he was very angry. He took Max home and grounded him until the day his school started. That night, Max suddenly crept into my room. Hey, Natalia, are you sleeping? My brother's voice was barely louder than a whisper. Yep, already slept five minutes ago until you showed up and ruined it. Why are you looking for me at this hour? Well, Natalia, can you go to my boarding school and pretend to be me for a week? What? As soon as I shouted, Max immediately covered my mouth and signaled me to be quiet. Are you crazy? Just let me explain to your tiny brain. In two days, the contest for young bands in Florida will be open. My band has been preparing for this event for several months. So what? You see, it coincides with my first day at the new school. You know, Dad, he doesn't want me to join the band. After what happened the other day, he certainly won't allow me to attend this musical event. So my plan is to secretly go there. And you, being a wonderful and understanding sister, will pretend to be me and go to my school instead. Are you nuts? No! I don't want to get in trouble! Please, Natalia, 
you only need to be there for seven days. I'll be back at the weekend and we'll swap places. Dad will never know about this. I knew my brother had put a lot of effort into the band. He practiced really hard and even sold his favorite game console to buy his equipment. But I still tried to stop Max. Max was silent and said nothing. At that time, I was assured that he understood the seriousness of the matter. However, on the day that Max had to enter his new school, I woke up to the note beside my bed. Sorry, Natalia. Please help me this time. Immediately, I understood my brother was creating trouble again. I was extremely angry at what my brother did to me. He forced me into a super uncomfortable situation. However, I could not tell that to our parents. They would get mad and kick him out of the house for sure. Jeez, I had no choice but to help Max. I quickly put on the wig I bought last Halloween, binded my chest, and changed into Max's school uniform. Fortunately, Dad went to work early that day and Mom was the only one at home. Taking advantage of when she was busy in the kitchen, I hurriedly greeted her and rushed out the door. Bye, Mom. I'm going to Samantha's house. As for Max, he's still pissed off about the other day, so he's already gone to school early by himself. To avoid her follow-up questions, I immediately left. On the first day of school, I was taken to the school dormitory by the manager. I shared a room with a handsome guy named Abner. To avoid revealing my identity, I tried to be cold and didn't talk to him. But Abner was extraordinarily friendly. As soon as the dormitory manager left, I drew a straight line dividing the bedroom into two parts. At first, my poor roomie was confused, but then he casually agreed. I breathed a sigh of relief. So my first day at an all-boys school passed peacefully. But in the days that followed, it was truly a battle. Right after waking up the next morning, me and the other boys had to run a few laps around the school. While I was trying my best to run to the finish line, I accidentally tripped over a rock and fell to the ground. All the boys in the class laughed when they saw that scene. They called me a weak girl and made fun of me about it. If only they knew. Hapner was the only one to help me up. Come on, I'll help you to the finish line. No, thanks, but no. I shyly pushed Abner away as he pressed against my body. Oh, dude, I just want to help. You don't want to be teased by them, do you? To Abner's enthusiasm, I reluctantly agreed. Walking with pain all over my body, I resented my brother even more. That day when I was collecting my clothes to do the laundry, I accidentally dropped two breast pads in front of Abner. I was scared to death, but before I could pick them up, my roommate was a beat faster than me. Hey, Max. These fell from your stuff, but what the hell are these? Abner held my breast pads in front of his eyes and scratched his head questioningly. Yeah, well, they're eye patches. Eye patches? Yep. You know, I often stay up late playing games, so I need them to avoid bags under my eyes. Really? Abner looked doubtful. Then he put those two breast pads on his eyes. Wow, this is so cool. Can you give me these two? Seeing Abner's excitement with those breast pads almost made me laugh. Luckily, he didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. However, despite my best attempt, I still occasionally revealed some of my feminine gestures. They were noticed by the other boys. Some even rumored that I was gay. And that caused a lot of difficulties for me. That day, we had to learn to swim in gym class. 
To prevent my disguise from being revealed, I made an excuse that I was allergic to pool water. Unexpectedly, that made the male students in the class even more suspicious of me being gay. As soon as the teacher left, they teased me by pushing me into the water, making my whole body drenched. I had no choice but to go to the dressing room to take it off. I suddenly ran into Abner there. Oh my gosh, his whole body was visible right in front of my eyes. I was extremely embarrassed. I quickly looked at the ground and was about to leave, but suddenly Abner called me. Max, tell me the truth. You're gay, right? And what if I am? Are you disgusted with me? I asked harshly, causing the atmosphere to suddenly become awkward. Well, if someone bullies you, tell me. Why? We're friends. I won't let you be bullied. Abner's words touched me very deeply. Unlike other boys, my roommate was much kinder. After that conversation, I gradually developed feelings for him. Abner and I slowly became closer. That day, the PE teacher divided my class into two groups to compete in basketball. Of course, I volunteered to be a substitute player so I wouldn't have to play. But suddenly, one of the team members was injured and I had to play in his position. Standing on the court, my whole body was shaking. I couldn't keep up with the other members at all. When I was absent-minded, not knowing where the ball was, suddenly a voice rang out. Max, catch the ball! It was Abner's voice. What followed was a basketball flying straight into my face. My wig flew out as well. All I could remember was everyone's surprised screams. So, the truth came out. Very soon later, my parents were at the school. After hearing everything, my dad was crazy angry. Immediately, he took me out of that all-boys boarding school. When I went to the car, I caught Abner's eyes on me. But when I waved at him, Abner quickly left. Maybe he was very disappointed in me. After learning that Max had already gone to Florida, Dad drove us there immediately. When it was Max and the band's performance, Dad was so mad that he was about to rush up to the stage to drag his naughty son down. But my mom and I tried to stop him. Dad, please, just give him a chance to live his dream for once. At my insistence, Dad finally agreed. For the first time, he listened to his son's voice. He was surprised to see Max burn up the stage so passionately. At that time, my twin brother looked completely different from the usual troublemaker Max. After the song <laughs> ended, to my surprise, he smiled and clapped his hands. Perhaps having witnessed Max's talent and his seriousness had made our dad moved. The music competition came to an end, and Max's band won third place. I think that was wonderful enough. Thanks to that, Dad also had a better view of his son. He no longer forbids Max from pursuing a musical path. However, the two of us were still punished for our deceitful actions, and Max still had to attend the boys' boarding school. But still, I'm beyond happy. My family is getting along much better. About a week later on the weekend, Max returned home with his special friend. Do you know who that was? It was Abner. He was very shy when he saw me. Turns out, when he found out that I was a girl, he was utterly shocked. Last time, he didn't dare to wave back at me because he was embarrassed. Thank God! I thought he was disappointed in me. Now Abner wants us to officially get to know each other all over again. And of course, I'm more than glad to do so. Hi everyone, I'm Alice, and I really love pets. Do you have pets at home? 
As for our family, we have a cat and a lion. Yep, you heard right, a real lion. My dad is a veterinarian and my mom is a zoologist. She works for an animal welfare organization. That's why they often have to travel around the world to help animals that got into trouble. I love my parents and I'm proud of what they do, but I'm often left alone for a long time because they are away a lot. Well, not all alone. I have a cat, Tom. Tom has lived with us for a very long time. He is the rightful owner of the house, and like all the family members, he has his own duties. For example, Tom is an alarm clock for me. In the morning, he climbs on top of me and starts licking my face. I simply can't fight off the annoying cat, so I have to leave my warm bed. I wash up, feed my cat, and then I have an ordinary day, just like any 15-year-old teenager would have. My parents came back from another trip. They were dressed as if they had just returned from a safari. Mom said that this time they helped in building a nature reserve in South Africa. Usually we would gather in the living room after each trip and I would listen to their adventure stories open-mouthed. It always ended in the same way. I begged my parents to take me with them, but they said I was still too young and I had to finish school first. I thought that since I couldn't go with them to different countries and watch wild animals, then we could go to our local zoo altogether. I thought it was a great idea, but my mother didn't like it because she hates zoos. She says that the animals are kept there in terrible conditions and are cooped up in cramped cages. Maybe it's true, and maybe she's right, but I didn't think about it. I just wanted to see with my own eyes all the wonderful animals about which they talked so much. Mom understood me. She realized what it was like to listen to the stories about adventures without participating in them, so she agreed to go to the zoo as a family. We went there the next weekend. It simply blew me away. It may sound silly, but I was 15 and I knew everything about animals from my parents' stories, but I never saw them live. I ran from one enclosure with animals to another until I finally got to the cage with lions. I watched those big cats move slowly but very gracefully around the enclosure. Then my parents came over. A small fluffy lump caught my attention. It was breathing hard and fast. The lump lay all alone. I pointed it out to my mom. Mom gasped and ran away somewhere at the same moment. Dad and I followed her. We found her in the administration building, where she was arguing loudly with the director. From their argument, I realized that the fluffy lump was a little lion cub and its mother had given up on it. She said that the lion cub was in a critical condition and if no one helped it right away, it would die. The director said that it was a normal process and it just needed some time to adapt. However, he had to give in when my mother showed him her zoologist certificate. Mom and Dad went to the director's office. I stayed in the corridor and waited for them. In the evening, I asked many questions, but for some reason they didn't answer me and said that I would see everything myself soon. In the morning, I realized what they meant. In the morning, Tom woke me up again and I went down to the kitchen to feed him. But you can't even imagine how surprised I was when I saw a little lion cub eating from the cat's bowl. It was the same lump I had seen the day before. 
I rushed to caress and stroke him. Then my mother came in. She said that the little lion would live with us for a while until it recovered. Mom was the only person in the city who had sufficient experience, so she volunteered to take care of it, and I was supposed to be her assistant. Mom also added that I should be careful with the lion cub because it limped. When I realized that a real king of beasts would live in our house, I was on cloud nine. I would finally participate in my parents' adventures. I was the happiest teenager ever. Alex, that's what I called the lion cub, and I were always together. When I was at school, I couldn't wait to come home and play with him. Once, I even woke up in the morning because Alex was licking me, and Tom was sitting contentedly on the side of the bed and watching it all. Tom seemed to teach him to do it. On the whole, Tom was like a father to Alex, and the lion cub tried to repeat after him. So Alex and I played, swam in the backyard, and even watched TV. One morning, I woke up as usual because someone was licking me. When I opened my eyes, I nearly jumped out of my bed. A huge lion with a hairy mane was sitting on me. No, Alex didn't grow up in one day. The thing was that a year had gone by. We spent so much time together with him that I didn't even notice how he had turned into an adult lion. All this time, my parents were up and doing. They tried to release Alex into the wild where other lions lived, but his forepaws were still injured and releasing him into the wild meant his inevitable death because he wouldn't be able to get any food for himself. Therefore, he still lived with us. In fact, the big cat caused a lot of inconvenience. He was becoming a predator and animal instincts were arousing in him. One evening, the whole family was watching a show about zebras. When Alex was a lion cub, he watched them with curiosity. But now, as soon as Alex saw the zebras, he got up on four legs and pushed off. He jumped right onto the screen to catch his prey, but he just pushed the TV set instead of a zebra. The TV set crashed and Alex hid behind the sofa, frightened by the sparks. Dad carefully cut off the power to the TV set. Mom and Dad began to clean up and discuss what had happened. My parents told me and Alex to go to my room. I realized that it was no good. Alex realized it too. When I sat down on the bed in my room, he came up to me and put his muzzle on my knees. In the morning, I was getting ready for school. That day I was in a hurry and I forgot something. Do you think I forgot my keys or my phone? No, I forgot to lock the door. And it would be fine, but Alex knew that if he put his paws on the door handle, it would open. My classmates and I were in the park near the school. Suddenly, I heard screams and yells, and then a whole bunch of children ran towards the playground. At first, I didn't understand what was happening, but I heard the word lion among the children's cries. I looked into the distance, and I saw my Alex running towards me, limping on his forepaws. He jumped on me and knocked me off my feet. The kids on the playground screamed that the lion wanted to eat Alice. But the lion didn't want to eat me, he was just licking my face, and I laughed out loud. Then the viewers began to woo, but there were no daredevils who went down to stroke the cute lion. 
Of course, a lion walking freely around the city and jumping on teenagers couldn't be ignored, so a few minutes later, a police car, which was patrolling the area nearby, drove up to us. However, the officers were scared and didn't dare to get out of the car right away. They did it only after they saw that I was stroking the lion. They were clearly at a loss and didn't know how to react to that. When one of the police officers wanted to approach us, Alex began to roar, which scared everyone around. I guess Alex thought that the officer wanted to harm me and he warned him not to do it with his menacing roar. The police realized that I was the only person the lion obeyed, so they asked me to put him into the patrol car. I followed their instructions in order not to frighten the others. At first, I sat in the back of the car, and then Alex joined me. We could hardly fit there together. The cops were scared, but the metal mesh between the back and front of the car gave them some confidence. However, I saw them jump up in fear whenever Alex roared. This amused me a lot, and I could hardly keep from laughing. The officers listened carefully to my explanations and talked to my mother on the phone. After that, they decided to take us back home. My parents were already waiting for us in front of the house, and they told us to go inside. The police officer said that they were obliged to inform the city administration to resolve the problem. Mom looked sad and told them that everything had already been settled. I found out at home how everything had been settled. It took my dad a lot of time to figure out how to tell me about their decision, but he worked up the nerve and said that they had finally found the right place for Alex. I began to protest and tell them that Alex shouldn't be released into the wild because of his injury and he could die there. I burst into tears. Mom said that Alex wouldn't go there. He wouldn't even get into the nature reserve. Alex would go to a wonderful safari park where he and friendly lions like him would play together. Alex and Tom came to the living room, both looking very sad. They seemed to understand that it was time for them to say goodbye. I wiped away my tears with my sleeve. Perhaps it was really the best solution because he would make new friends there and there was clearly more territory than our small house. In the morning, the whole family, including Alex, went to the safari park. The director was already waiting for us there. Surprisingly, he wasn't afraid of Alex at all and even stroked him. He walked Alex to the enclosure. I must admit, the territory there was huge, unlike in a zoo. Before leaving, Alex licked my face as he usually did in the morning. Then he turned around and ran away limping. I saw him run to play with other lions. Seeing this, I realized that it was a better place for him. My parents noticed that I was upset. Dad smiled and said that I could visit him every weekend. I was very happy because I wasn't ready to let Alex out of my life, and I realized that he wasn't ready either because then I heard his roar when we left. Don't be afraid, Alex. I'll see you next Saturday. Do you have unusual pets at home? Tell me about your animals in the comments, like the video, and be sure to subscribe to our channel. When I was basking in glory, the moment I saw my name placed first in a scientific model design contest, suddenly Sungkook crushed me. Oops, I mean, Zach, the president of the Otaku Club with the Sungkook cosplay. Ouch! Traveling by clouds has made you forget how to walk? 
Zack hastily helped me up and replied in a panic. Sorry, man. It's because the basketball team is chasing after me. Huh? Why? They hate this outfit. Don't tell anyone you see me, okay? After saying that, he immediately ran away. Jeez, what a weird club. They were always bullied for cosplaying at school, but they never gave it up. Hi, I'm Min, 17 years old. Ever since I was a kid, I've set a goal to win a full scholarship to Columbia University. That was the first step for me to become a famous businesswoman. I didn't have any friends as all of my time was spent studying. Well, who cares about making friends anyway? Being number one made me feel happy enough. <laughs> However, there were many obstacles on my way of achieving my dreams. One day, the principal suddenly called me into the office and announced a shocking news. Min, I'm sorry to say that you are not qualified for the Columbia Uni Scholarship. What the frog? My whole world fell apart when I heard that. Immediately, I rushed to confront the principal. He quickly explained. Apparently, it's because you're not involved in any community activity. So what? You see, Columbia Uni only accepts students with outstanding academic results and profound achievements in community activities. Then he suggested that I join a school club to improve my performance and get them to consider changing their mind. <gasps> community skills? I wasn't good at that. However, in order to get into Columbia Uni, I was willing to do anything. From that day on, I started looking for the right club for me. Unfortunately, most of the clubs were full and there weren't too many choices left. Cooking club? I didn't even know how to use a knife. Ushery? Jeez, sounded violent. Ah, here it is. Presentation club, the most successful club in the school. I was made for this. I immediately reached out to Dove, the club's president, but in response, she just smirked sarcastically. Sure, I'll consider it, only if you destroy the model in your last competition. Damn it, Dove was still bitter about losing to me. Of course, I couldn't agree to something so ridiculous like that. In my anger, I accidentally pushed her down. The two of us got into a fight and only stopped when the principal suddenly appeared. Dove quickly fled from the scene and left me behind to suffer from his scoldings. Anyways, have you joined any club yet? My head felt like it was going to explode because time was running out but I still didn't know what to do. At that moment, Zack, the president of the otaku club, passed by. I quickly pulled him back. Don't worry sir, I've already joined the otaku club. I'll make it the most popular at school. I like your spirit, man. The principal pleasantly left while Zack looked at me like I just screwed two heads. But after I explained everything, he happily welcomed me. Actually, the otaku club was the last place in my mind. They spent too much time goofing around in my opinion. For someone who had big ambitions like me, it was a waste of time. They even had a monthly cosplay day on the 25th. People would make fun of me for that. What could I do? It was my only choice now. The next day, I had my first club's hmm? meeting. O.M.G. They had only five members and all were boys. I was the only girl there. They all seemed very happy to see me and kept asking about my interest in anime. Do you like Chainsaw Man? <gasps> Girls like cosplay more, right? What about games based on anime? Do you like it? I was bewildered and could only stutter. In the end, Zack had to come to the rescue. It might be overwhelming at first, but don't worry, just relax and have fun. Then he suddenly put an otaku badge on my shirt. <gasps> Welcome to our club, Minsan. Let's be good friends. Making friends? Those words were never in my dictionary before, but... 
though it didn't sound too bad. In the days that followed, I started to get closer to the club members. Although normally I had no idea what they were talking about, I still felt warm inside whenever they were nice and friendly towards me. We went through bunches of anime, manga, and games together. I must say that it was actually more fun than I thought! However, troubles arose on the 25th of that month. According to the tradition, the whole club would have to cosplay one anime character to school on that day. It was my first time doing this, so I was terrified. Don't worry, you'll look pretty in every outfit. But indeed, what I feared happened. When I cosplayed as Natsuko in Demon Slayer, every student stared at me and laughed non-stop. And of course, the one who laughed the loudest was none other than Dove. Grayson, her boyfriend, and also the captain of the basketball team, who hated otaku, wasted no chance to mock me. <laughs> Another freak showed up. Men, have they converted you into their cult? While everyone was laughing, the otaku members suddenly came over to protect me. Stay away from Minsan! Grayson quickly grabbed Zack by the collar. Why don't you run away like usual, freak? Seeing that a fight was about to break out, I immediately hit the fire alarm causing the water to spray everywhere. Everyone got wet and hurriedly left. That fateful event had made me burning with the desire to bring recognition to my otaku friends so that we wouldn't be bullied anymore. And to do that, we must participate in the annual Worldwide Japan Expo event. Winning there would get us a huge amount of respect. To achieve our goal, we worked together to make a really cool cosplay outfit of Kokomi in Genshin Impact. And I, the only girl in the club, was chosen to wear it. A few days before the event, the principal suddenly called me into his office and announced an important news. Congratulations, men! The Columbia Uni has just decided to leave the community skills out of their scholarship requirement. They'd love <gasps> to interview you. Before I could scream happily, he hit me with another shocking news that the interview date was on the 25th. It coincided with the Japan Expo cosplay contest. I could only choose one of them. That night, I couldn't get a wink of sleep. I didn't want to disappoint my club friends, but I also couldn't forsake this lifetime opportunity. In the end, I chose to follow my dream. After that day, I quietly huh? separated huh? myself from huh? the club no matter how much they, they tried to talk to me. Without them, I felt strangely lonelier and sadder than I thought. Time went by and the interview day finally arrived. I nervously walked into the interview room to find a serious man who was introduced to be the Columbia Uni's representative. He suddenly asked me, Min? What do you think makes you happy? Because I was too worried, my sweat came out like I was taking a shower. When I put my hand in my pocket to find hmm? a tissue, I suddenly touched something familiar. It was the otaku batch that Zack gave me. Min, do you hear the questions? What makes you happy? It's my friend, sir. I blurted out the first thing that came to my mind. Finally, I knew that I had been missing this the whole time. I quickly apologized to everyone in the interview room and rushed to the Japan Expo. Thank god, Zack and everyone were still there waiting for me. I embarrassedly apologized to them and told them the reason why I left the club, but to my surprise, they smiled. <laughs> I wish you had told us sooner, cause whatever path you choose, we'll support you. We're friends, and friends stick together. So I quickly put on the Kokomi outfit that my friends had worked so hard to prepare for me. I walked on the stage full of confidence while they were cheering wildly. In the end, we won third place. I was no longer number one, but somehow, I felt happier than ever. Zack came up to the stage to congratulate me and suddenly gave me a pat on the cheek. How kawaii! Who said otaku boys aren't bold? And luckily, my honest answer gave me another chance to interview with the Columbia Uni. 
Yay! Share this podcast to all social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and so on and you'll be given a shout out. Also drop your social media username so that we can find you. Thanks for your support. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in this episode description. You should also please follow or subscribe to our other podcast My Animated Story by clicking on this episode description. And also, kindly please rate and review this podcast by... I was whimpering as I traced the blood splattered down the hallway that led to the storage room. Ugh, this looks even worse than my last exam results. Taking a deep breath, I regained my composure and slowly pushed the door open. Big blood stains appeared along with many footprints on the floor. They led to an old cupboard in the corner of the room. I slowly opened it and it was a mannequin covered in ketchup. Hmm? Sheesh, I had been pranked again. Hi, I'm Lisa, 17 years old. To pursue my dream of becoming a journalist, I had worked day and night to write articles for the school's forum site. Unexpectedly, it became the very reason why I was ridiculed by everyone and called gun dog. Even Hara, my half-sister, would say something like, Lisa is stupid and freaky. It's a disgrace for a genius like me to have such an older sister. But little did they know, being looked down on only motivated me to become stronger. Once when I was walking on the street, Nina, the school bully, suddenly called me. Gun dog, the toilet just clogged. So, report on it, duh, because it smells like your articles. <laughs> that evil witch. I had tried to ignore her for so many times, but she never stopped pushing my buttons. Once, during a PE basketball session, when I was aiming at the basket, Mina suddenly dropped a banana peel on the floor, causing me to slip and fall hard on my butt. Wow! Breaking news! Lisa had a legendary collaboration with Mr. Banana Peel for a comedy show! Unable to contain my anger, I threw the ball straight at Mina, but unfortunately, it hit Jimmy, my classmate. <laughs> Missed, you idiot! She gloated and left, while I quickly ran to help Jimmy up. Are you okay? I'm so sorry! It's okay, but I didn't know. Not only are you good at reporting, but you're also good at throwing. After saying that, he fainted. Oh damn, looks like my throw was really strong. But it was also the first time someone praised my ability, so I was deeply moved. After that ironic accident, we talked more and became much closer. Also, during that time, our school had a lot of mysterious happenings. On the first Friday of June, someone had mixed up the chemical solutions in the school lab and made them explode. Not only that, on the following Friday, the exam room was set on fire in the middle of the night. Fortunately, the police came to put it out in time, but half of the exam papers had turned to ashes. Immediately, I wrote a post on the school forum about this Dark Friday pattern, but nobody seemed to take what I said seriously. Fine, I'll catch them red-handed on my own. The Devil of Friday. The third Friday had finally arrived, but I didn't know where the crime would start. When I was defeatedly waiting for Jimmy in the schoolyard, I heard his angry voice booming as he walked closer. Damn, I wish I had Thanos' hand. Just one snap of my fingers and the academic affairs office will be gone. Voila, no more exams. That's it. That's the place. Jimmy, you really are Dr. Watson to my Sherlock. 
I happily jumped up and hugged him tightly. Oops, it seemed like I overdid it. Both Jimmy and I were embarrassed and quickly let go of each other. Soon after, I made a plan to sneak into the academic affairs office. However, when I rushed down the stairs, I accidentally tripped and rolled several times to the ground. My leg was seriously injured due to that. Instead of serving justice and catching the devil of Friday, I had to stay home with my cast leg and listen to my mom scolding for hours. That night, I couldn't sleep a wink because I was worried that something horrible would happen at school. But oddly, there was none. Was my deduction wrong? However, the next day, my whole school was buzzing with shocking news about Andy, the school's second best student. He had cheated during an exam and somehow it was recorded and uploaded on the school's forum. He was immediately disciplined. I didn't write an article about it because he already suffered the consequences of his wrongdoing. After that day, since there was no actual incident, I shifted my focus to studying for the exam and taking care of my leg. Temporarily, I put aside the investigation of the Dark Friday's case. Then suddenly, an anonymous email came to me. Dear Gundog, if you're that good, come and catch me this Friday. OMG! I didn't know if it was the real culprit or if someone was pranking me. But anyway, I would never pass such a challenge. After sneaking into the school late at night, I hid in a safe corner near the academic affairs office and began to wait. At 10.5pm, I started to hear footsteps. A figure slowly appeared in front of the door. They brought a saw and started sawing the lock. I walked out and boldly flashed the light at them. Freeze! They panicked and turned towards me. I recognized that face immediately. Hara, what are you doing here? Lisa, please save me! I didn't understand what was going on, but at that <gasps> moment, I saw a security guard coming. I hurriedly dragged Hara to the emergency exit stairs, then we took a taxi home. All the way home, she just cried and begged me not to tell her dad. It turned out that because she was always under the pressure of being the school top student, she had cheated during the exam just like Andy. Unfortunate for her, someone had also recorded her wrongdoing and blackmailed her into stealing the exam questions. Hara was too scared and didn't want to be exposed, so she agreed. Jesus, Hara, are you also the one who vandalized the school every Friday? It's not me! I just received their text two days ago! I understood that right away. It meant the recent events must have been the work of another blackmail victim. While we were talking, a message came in. The mission failed. You know, Andy, tomorrow morning your fate will be the same. I took Hara's phone to text back. After begging for a while, they finally agreed to give us one more chance to complete the task. Do you think we can handle this? Don't worry, leave it to me. I decided to pretend to be Hara because we have similar body types. I would definitely catch the sickening devil. The next evening, I went to the office again. I tried using the pin to unlock the door as instructed on the internet, and surprisingly, it worked. After I got the test questions papers, which were carefully wrapped in plastic, I texted the devil of Friday. Good. Bring it to the girls' restroom near C block. When I arrived there, it was so dark that I had to use my phone flashlight to see the way. The restroom door opened and I carefully walked in. I'm Hara. Bam! The door suddenly closed. A light came from one of the toilets. Then a figure holding a flashlight walked towards me. Oh my god! It was huh? Mina! Mina, what the hell are you doing here? Lisa, 
Where the hell is Hera? Doesn't matter. Give me the exam questions. No way. I'll report this to the principal. Suddenly, someone held me tightly from behind. It was her friend. I shouted in panic. Stop this, Mina. You've gone too far. Stop? Why should I? Look at those top students. They're all rotten. If they didn't cheat, I would never have been able to control them in the first place. Then she ordered me to burn the exam questions. Since I couldn't think of a way to escape, I had no other choice. Hesitantly, I tore the plastic and lit the fire. Hurry up, dimwit. The plastic in my hands started to burn. Then I immediately threw the flame to plastic at Mina and turned to run away with the exam papers in my hands. Unfortunately, my clumsiness made me trip at the most critical moment again, and I was immediately caught. Mina snatched the lighter from my hand. Fine, if you don't want to burn them, I'll burn your hair. No! At that moment, bam! The door suddenly collapsed and the security guard rushed in along with Hara and Jimmy. I was rescued in the nick of time. It turned out that Hara was so worried that she went to look for me. When she called me but I didn't answer, she informed the school security and Jimmy to help track my phone GPS. If it was just a little bit later, I don't know what would have happened. In the end, Mina was punished for her crimes. As for me, solving the mystery of the Dark Friday's case has pushed my reputation to a whole nother level. It will surely help with my journalist dream. Hara also confessed to cheating and was disciplined. She had to redo the exam, but she was finally free from guilt. Since then, my relationship with Hara and Jimmy has become much better than before. Share this podcast to all social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and so on and you'll be given a shout out. Also drop your social media username so that we can find you. Thanks for your support. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in this episode description. You should also please follow or subscribe to our other podcast My Animated Story by clicking on this episode description. And also, kindly please rate and review this podcast by... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.